Okay, welcome back to Finding Zeal. I'm Cohen. I'm here with Josh. And in today's episode, we've got, well, we're doing a virtual. Josh and I are not in the same room. Uh, we it, are, it is it is spring break right now. We're so. podcasting in the metaverse, if you will. Yeah, our <laughs> second our second Zoom episode. So let us know if you noticed a difference. Yeah, Josh is currently in Colorado. Yeah, I'm in the middle of Colorado, in the middle of a lodge room where there's a bunch of people watching me do this. So it's a little weird. <laughs> Josh, Josh has a crowd of people. And it's I'm the, just, yeah, they're watching me and cheering me on as we do this podcast. <laughs> our first live broadcast. <laughs> no, I, this is the only place I can get Wi-Fi in the whole town. So yeah. Anyways, so yeah, if you can hear background noise a little bit, that's on Josh. It's not on me. I'm in a quiet room. So yeah, Cohen's lame <laughs> back in his hometown. Send him complaints. But this episode is going to be about some, we're going to talk about three practical um, techniques or like trains of thought that you can think through that can help you find your passion, find something that you want to do after college or after high school. Or that's any the, point in your life. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, honestly, like that's kind of the measure. Honestly, like whatever you're doing right now, whether you be fully happy or just like semi-happy or very upset, you should look at, do this, look at this and be like, Hey, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? And these techniques will help you with that. So, yeah, these are things that I thought through that have honestly just helped me gain a lot of perspective on maybe what I would want to do with my life. <laughs> Cause I mean, that's honestly what this podcast is about. So I feel like it's going to be a very applicable and good episode. Um, this, this is all based on Ali Adaba's. That was, I don't know how yeah. to say his last name, but we did a podcast episode about him earlier. Yeah. He's a stud. Ago. Yeah. He has a lot of good like self-help stuff. So highly recommend him. Um, and so, yeah, he has all the credit for this. It's based on one of his videos and the video, let me just say what the title is really fast. We'll, we'll put the link in the description if you want to go watch it. Yeah. We'll, we'll put the link in the description. Um, so that way you can click on it and watch it. It's a 10 minute video. It's really cool. But some kind of things to think about when you're thinking about, you know, trying to figure out life after college, life after high school, or just life where you're at right now. <laughs> You know, you want to kind of categorize what are some broad goals that you want. Like he, his examples were he wants to do something meaningful. He wants to be able to help others in some sort of way. You know, it doesn't have to be directly, but he wants to help others. He wants to be passionate about whatever he does. And obviously he wants to be able to make some sort of money doing it to support himself and support his future family. And I kind of feel like most people, that's pretty generic. Like most people want those things out of a career yeah, for the most part. So I, I don't think that's, too, super abnormal but the hard part is finding something that's all three of those things that makes you satisfied and you, you know makes you feel like you're actually doing some good for the world <laughs> yeah and like those the, i feel like those are like the three like most generic buckets but like determining like which holds more weight is very crucial mm, and yeah. that's what these like techniques will like kind of help as well like you may want to be an absolute baller and just focus on money and like have as much money as possible or you don't want to worry about money at all and just want to make a meaningful impact and live in Africa and work on missions for the rest of your life. Or, well, honestly, something you're passionate about is something that you probably want to include yeah. regardless. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but f figuring out what, uh, which one to weigh the most is definitely, um, very important. Yeah. And so the first technique that can kind of help you think through some of these things is the gravestone technique, which is a kind of a morbid, technique to be honest <laughs> yeah i mean um, sounds like it in the name so <laughs> yeah it's but i think it's actually super useful and i think it can give you a lot of perspective on life just in general to think through it but the the question is 
or the technique is think about a time or think about um, what you would want to be written on your grave gravestone or what well, you would want people to say at your funeral. It's kind of maybe like a better thought. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's pretty interesting. I would also say that this like technique does have, it has its benefits and its flaws, you know, like yeah. it's hard to um, look at your life in a very uh, like outside of it. Look, you know, like look yeah, at yeah. it in the, in a very broad view and come down with like a two sentence, like this is what he did. This is who he was, blah, blah, blah. It's very hard to do that as a person. So like I would maybe suggest um, talk to your friends about it, like talk to them about um, like what you're like, what they would think that would motivate you or what they see um, that like you're passionate about. Um, and like, I would say a flaw with this technique is it's very broad as well. Um, it'll yeah, just be like, it doesn't give you a ton of specifics. Yeah. And so like, it, it, it'd be good at setting like the end goal, literally. Yeah. Goal. <laughs> um, but the steps to follow that goal um, come after you recognize that. And that is very important in my opinion is knowing what your end goal is. Yeah. I think it's important to know the end goal just because you can work backwards from there. If you can figure out where you're trying to end up, it's easier yeah. to try and figure out the paths you want to go down. Like if you know you yeah. want to be a doctor, it's easy to figure out what to do in college because yeah. you know what you're trying to get to. And so that's kind of what this helps you do. Kind of helps you set the end goal. And also brings up some very good points of like most of the time at funerals people don't talk about monetary achievements or just achievements in general people aren't yeah. like oh josh man he was a beast at lockheed he he moved up <laughs> the his ranks. salary up to 200k he moved up that? the ranks so fast in 10 years he was a legend you know he, he, did, he, he retired at 45 <laughs> yeah he uh he had a great house with the great credit score <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna give a crap about those things yeah but honestly i mean those are nice things and we're not discrediting those yeah, things yeah. but when someone's talking about you at your funeral it's going to be what kind of impact honestly you had specifically on them and maybe on your community or people they know or stories they've heard from other people and yeah and the like person that you were were you compassionate were you loving were you caring um and I mean, these might not be characteristics that you want to embody, but we think that they're pretty good ones. Um, <laughs> they're characteristics honestly, you should want to embody. <laughs> <laughs> and do bring a lot of joy uh, yeah. in reg regardless of like where your life takes you. So Yeah, it's, it's kind of helps you think about maybe putting those, putting because we put a lot of our efforts into those monetary things that we really at the end of our life, people aren't going to remember about us. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's important to be able to recognize that and recognize that we should put effort into caring for like our closest friends and even caring for strangers, you know, like however you want to be remembered, like, you know, how your closest friends and family view you, even if you think it's not important to you, it probably is <laughs> for sure. I, and I so, 100 agree with that. And some examples that Ali talked about was he, when he thought about it, he listed he wanted to be a good father. He wanted to be remembered as a good husband and also wanted to be remembered as an inspirational teacher is kind of the last thing he came up with that he wanted to be remembered as. Mm -hmm. uh, and he just came up with that because he he loves to teach people and inspire people. And that's kind of what his YouTube channel is about. And so it kind of teaches people at scale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he I finds think, a lot of fulfillment in teaching. 
I think like those those are awesome ones. Definitely one specifically for Al- Ollie. I definitely want to be a good father, good husband. But like, I don't know if like teaching is for me. Like, I I definitely haven't delved into it very much. But I think something that like when I think about that, it's like I want people to think that I was creative and that I maybe looked at things in a different way or I was innovative and like you know created created yeah. things and took steps that other people weren't taking and put forth like content or an awesome podcast that was very interesting to listen to you know because like that's something that interests me a lot um and then maybe something else is just like someone that was loving um so like these things um can be like molded to like you and honestly these probably change over time and something that ollie was saying was like he reevaluates this technique uh pretty consistently to see um where he stands in terms of like what he wants to accomplish in life at that time. So, yeah. And I think on the lines of being an inspirational teacher, I think for me, making disciples, that would be one that I would say kind of on the lines of being a teacher, but like, you know, at some point, especially when we get older, we will really, I think, come to value passing on what we've learned to younger people for sure. Because that's kind of like a way that we live on almost, you know, (laughs) I agree. If that I makes sense. For sure. But, and the second part of this is just thinking about, it's kind of the same thing, but thinking about a Wikipedia page being written about you. And this is kind of the same thing, but it also includes some like life accomplishments because all Wikipedia pages include people's life accomplishments. So it's more of a, I guess it includes, you know, how do people emotionally remember you and also includes how will historically you be remembered in the context of what you did for the world overall. <laughs> I, w- Which, I would say this is just like a, a different look at this whole technique. You can yeah. either look at it in the gravestone light or you can look at it in the Wikipedia page light. And looking at it in the Wikipedia page like light is good in a sense of if you like think about it like, I want to accomplish this. I want to accomplish that. Um, tangibly accomplish like you a wikipedia page could say oh he accomplished this salary he reached this point in the company he owns four houses i don't know discovered a cure for cancer (laughs) yeah and so i think uh it just matters kind of like what you value more um yeah people the people around you or like the accomplishments that you end up having and there's a good book to go along with this technique and it's called how will you measure your life he mentions it in the video and it's kind of where he got a lot of this technique from and got a lot of motivation for this. So read that if you're way more interested on the topic. Yeah. <laughs> and don't just want like a broad overview. Uh, it's a book that Ollie recommends. And then the second kind of technique that you can think through is called the Odyssey Plan, which is from a book called Designing Your Life. And that's kind of what it's inspired from. And it has you think about three different things, three different questions. And honestly, I found this one to be a lot more practical and something that you could actually do right now after listening to this podcast. <laughs> to it it, looks at, it definitely looks at it in a smaller view than Gravestone. Yeah, say. It, it's, a, it's a way different view than Gravestone 1, but it's still equally as beneficial for just trying to figure things out if you're just stuck. Um, so the first question is, what would my life look like five years from now if I continue down the same path I'm on? And you're supposed to write these answers out. So if you continue down, like for me, if I stay at AM, you know, graduate an ID major, industrial distribution, go into supply chain, my internship goes well with Amazon, 
I go work full-time at Amazon, be three, three years into that. So five years from now, be three years into that at Amazon would be, if I don't do anything else in my life and I just stick on the path I'm on, that's probably where I'll end up as a yeah. manager at Amazon. So that's an example for me. And so, yeah, you just write that down, write down like as many details as possible of what your life would kind of look like. And usually that's, it's pretty easy to predict what kind of path you're going down and where you're going to go. At least if you're in college, I feel like maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like, um, by doing that, it helps you look at like a sh more short, short term thing than the gravestone technique. Yeah. And like, will help you evaluate if you want to pivot, you know, like Cohen may think about grad school now, if he doesn't want to work at Amazon, or he may think about pursuing something completely different because he's like, I don't know if I want to work at Amazon for the rest of my life or for the in like oncoming five, five years. Like for me, yeah, I'm graduating in December. So what that's about six months. Yeah. So I have four, four, four years and six months after that. And my plan is to take my full-time offer with Lockheed, um, work for them for minimum five years after that. See, where I can be, where I can get in my department, maybe take on a master's um, and all the while seeing, exploring other opportunities that I may have outside of that. And I am perfectly happy with that because I really enjoy mechanical engineering. I really enjoy the department that I'm in doing awesome things. I, I'll leave it at Top that. secret things. Yeah. And so um, I'm very happy with those five years because I know or at least hope that outside of my work, I will be able to continue doing this podcast because I really enjoy this. Maybe play a lot of disc golf, maybe start making videos and like see if there is any like thing there at all. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you might not be totally satisfied with those five years. And that's where the second question comes in. But I would encourage you to ask these other questions, even if you are like in a situation like Josh, where you're like, oh, I'm totally good with where I'm going. Like I'm on the right path. Cause I think it's still good to think about. And the second question is, what would my life look like five years from now if I took a completely alternative path or if the current path was completely unavailable to me? So for you, Josh, if your path to Lockheed, say all of a sudden you do your internship this summer and Lockheed's like, eh, actually, we don't want to give you a full-time offer or something like that. What does the next five years look like for Josh? Or what could it look like? What would be the alternative path? Saying So since I haven't done it, done this, like I haven't done any of these techniques yet, I definitely yeah. want to moving forward after yeah. hearing them. Um, but just kind of off the top of the noggin, you know, just free freestyling right now. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I might think about doing my master's. Mm -hmm. um, after hearing uh, what Daniel said a few episodes ago, uh, was that last episode? Two episodes ago? How long was that? Uh, was, I, I can't. I don't know. I don't Whatever. Know. We we do them. He, he talked about longer. research and um, what master's programs kind of look like and stuff like that. And I thought it was pretty interesting. And there are a lot of fields in mechanical engineering um, where I could see myself putting a lot of time and effort into, um, and honestly, just trying to become a better mechanical engineer. I could see myself doing that for a few years, um, and then potentially taking on a full time job. I could see myself. Instead of doing that, going somewhere into ministry, maybe working at a summer camp, maybe trying to intern for a church, 
maybe doing Grace Fellows, which is a local program here uh, with a church, um, because I know that that is something I'm incredibly passionate about and want to involve in my life for the rest of time. Um, so like recognizing those things, I definitely will consider those knowing that I have a sound political or sound, um, path. I don't know. I said political, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) knowing that I have a sound job offer at Lockheed, one of the most respected companies in the industry. I don't really want to screw that up and don't think I will be taking any of these alternatives, but say it does fall through. I will be considering them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good to think about, and it's also weird to think about because it's like, it's a little bit harder to envision because you don't know exactly how it would go. Like for me, for sure. Like, if I don't go to Amazon, I maybe do a master's or maybe just try and do video freelancing or, but a lot of that is like, I could see maybe like six months into the future. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened over the course of five. If I did video freelancing for five years, I have no idea where that would really take me, you know, yeah. or so a lot some of that would be establishing connections for sure. Yeah. So it's a lot of unknown, but I think it's cool to think about. And the last question, and perhaps the best question, is what would my life look like in five years if money and societal expectations didn't matter at all? That's a tough one. Yeah, to give some context here, Ollie, when he was thinking about this, he, he is currently, when he was making this video, currently in med school and about to be a resident doctor. And when he was thinking about this, Currently, now, I think he's, I think his most recent um, kind of, I guess, announcement is that he's not going to be a doctor anymore. Uh, Like, he fully, I think, became, fully finished med school and decided to not go and be a full-time resident doctor because he's more, he found out he's more passionate about teaching and doing YouTube, and he would maybe want to go back and be, like, a professor or something and teach on, like, a very specific topic within medicine, but um i bet the way he came about doing that was asking that question you know? yeah yeah I, I think he gave up a so. ton of money well he also money. makes a ton of money with his youtube channel <laughs> okay but yeah not enough to cover his medical expenses i'm sure or not medical expenses i mean he made medical like three, school three mil on the side while doing medical school three mil yeah off of his youtube yeah well he almost has oh, three million gosh. subscribers so all right let's pivot to youtube going <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that so, that is I mean, super but, awesome maybe not the best example but i think yeah, good- he didn't have to worry about societal <laughs> yeah. expectations of money he had, no, he he had that yeah. he had that for sure but is it and not i will say not everybody is really you know not all of us are fortunate enough to really be that comfortable making a decision where we can completely discount money and societal expectations i think we should discount societal expectations for the most part but money you can't completely ignore money. I, I would say that like this question is good to ask, but maybe think about it more in the way of like, is there a possibility of me having a stable job while I pursue something that is yeah. not societal like expectant of me? You know, like like I want to work at Lockheed, but I am also very interested in podcasting or honestly ministry disc golf yeah random stuff and would not be opposed to taking those on as careers and so while i work at Lockheed, i don't know how feasible this is because i am not working full-time yet so um, but while i'm at Lockheed, i know that i have fridays off and so friday saturday sunday 
are pretty much free days for the most part, especially when I first start there. And then on top of that, you know, maybe nights. And so if I look at that, I'm thinking, okay, I'll have a full time job, stable income. If I can manage it, I could potentially, you know, do podcasting and like put a lot of effort into that or, I don't know, become a professional disc golfer or something. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> so yeah. I think it's good to look at it in that light as well. Doing some, I think doing stuff on the side is good, but it is also, it's also weird to think about if you like take your example, take your situation, for example, if you did only disc golf for five years, where do you yeah. think you'd be? Broke. <laughs> Broke, but maybe good enough. No, I mean, maybe in five years, maybe feasibly if i dropped everything right now and started disc grinding, for 40 50 hours a week if i started grinding i think like living out of my van playing in tournaments right now i think maybe within like three years i could have a stable income yeah which but you know it's all risky and it's all risky and, and I have to be able to put that work in <laughs> yeah and a lot of people just aren't don't want to take risks like that which makes total sense uh, <laughs> aka me probably <laughs> yeah but if i do think if you do something for five to ten years even if it's random fishing if you fish yeah. for five to ten years like there most people don't do one thing for five to ten years mm -hmm. so you could become the expert in that field yeah definitely. pretty interesting and so, it, it's you gotta you gotta start somewhere as well you can't yeah. wait for greatness but the, the three questions in this plan, kind of just to go over them, were what would my life look five years from now if I continue down the same path? What would my life look five years from now if I took a completely different path or my path was not available? And then the last maybe most important question is what would my life look five years from now if money and societal expectations didn't matter at all? Yep. And then the last kind of train of thought that can help you figure out what you want to do with your life is come up with your ideal ordinary work week which basically means fast forward your life a few years and make a google calendar of what your week would look like for yourself in like two to five years you know, <laughs> like what would i ideally look like you know uh so in his example he had like you know from 8 to 9 a.m he had a chance to do whatever morning routine it was and then from 9 to 10 a.m he had a chance to work out and then he had like team meetings on these days. And then and these like once a night, once a week, he would have like a game night, whatever. And and then once a week, not once a night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once a week, not every night. You know, Catan is great, but you can't play it every night. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Cohen does. But yeah, I, I think this is this is a really good strategy to see like what you what your ideal week would look like. But also a lot of people aren't really planners. Um, so it's hard to be like, Hey, like plan your week down to the hour. Um, it's definitely just like, a, a typical week, what you would want your typical week to look like. And then also on top of that, like, I feel like a lot of people aren't really going to put 40, 40 hours of work into the equation. I don't yeah. think people really want to put 40 hours of work. Um, so I think this method may have a little bit of a, a flaw, but it, it's definitely like good at helping you see where you want to spend your time and like wherever you allot the most time is probably what you want to start pouring into right now. And if saying. you, I think you should do this exercise and budget out the 40 hours of work time, 
but think about what you want those 40 hours of work to look like. Like you might be, be like, could be a variety of things. Yeah. You might be like, Oh, I want to go to work four days a week, 10 hours, 10 hours a day. Like Josh is going to do with Lockheed. And I want to go to the office and do calculations in Excel or be like, I don't want to go to the office at all. I want to drive around, go to different companies, make sales, you know, talk to people, you know, maybe you want your work week to look like that or just thinking about how you want, or maybe you want to work from home, have your own small business, work out your garage or something like that, you know? So figuring out those things, what you want your week to actually look like. Ideally, if it was like, you know, it's not a vacation week, it's just a normal work week. What do you want to be doing like every week monotonously? Sure. I, I definitely, I definitely like this idea. I've become a big fan of a Google calendar. Pretty, pretty. Yeah. That's a huge Google calendar guy. Maybe, maybe in the last like year, cause I just have a lot going on. I need to make sure that I know which hours I'm doing what I try to make sure I a lot for ta- travel time, eating time. I put all my tasks on each day. Um, and it just helps me a lot to keep everything kind of focused on weekly goals, monthly goals, yearly goals. Um, and I mean, I miss stuff sometimes, but I think Google Calendar is a very good thing. Um, and this would probably be very beneficial for me uh, moving forward. And another thing is once you make that week, ideal week, ask yourself the question, what in your life is stopping you from having that ideal work week right now? And like, what are some of those barriers? Maybe it's you're in school. Yeah, colonizes college right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're just not in the right company at all. You want to work four tens but you're working six days a week, (laughs) you know? So maybe you need to start trying to pivot or find some companies that do different things. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. For sure. Or you want to work from home and work for yourself, but you're working for somebody else in the office. (laughs) So maybe you need to, maybe, you know, it's not like, maybe it's not all at once, but maybe it's starting what you want to do on the weekends or on the side to get there. I would say that like the biggest thing is just take action. Like right now, uh, nothing's going to change unless you change it. Um, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, I would say do one of these techniques, do all three of these techniques literally right now. Like what's stopping you? I guess maybe you're in the car or yeah, probably. I don't know, doing, doing something else right now, but <laughs> a lot sometime this week and do one of these techniques. Cause I think it's b- b- going to be very beneficial moving forward and i'm gonna do it probably in the next few days maybe yeah. we can talk about it in our spring break it's spring break this week do it for yeah. at least a students but <laughs> yeah sorry baylor students who just finished spring break actually um and then a bonus reason that i just included out of the goodness of my heart it's something that i that i've done before it's not in the video so if you listen all the way to this point uh you're getting a bonus reason for me and the bonus thing is and i got this prompt from some sort of like end of the year exercise at the end of 2021 but it was write a paragraph paragraph as if you were 85 years old and completely satisfied with your life and how it turned out what did you do who did you spend your life with and why are you so content Mm, that's a that's a good question and i don't know i just it was really helpful for me to just think about it's kind of like the if you were dead the gravestone perspective it's kind of like that yeah because you know 85 you're about to die probably yeah except except you're evaluating your own life yeah you're 85 85 and sitting in a wheelchair yeah how did your life turn out watching the news man how did did your life turn out you're like you have no regrets 
Mm-hmm. What did you do? And I think it was really good. I just I didn't write a paragraph. I just wrote like probably like 20 bullet points of things that I did that mm-hmm. and who I spent it with. And a lot of it is like family. And you know, one of the things I wrote down was like I want my to provide for my kids and my kids to you know be successful enough to provide for themselves and their families. And I want to have good relationships with them and for family reunions not to be awkward, but to be just fun and enjoyable. So I think we've all had weird i don't know it's in the family reunion things <laughs> yeah for sure my one of my bullet points would be that and made the ncaa tournament this year <laughs> oh man dude dude literally one of my bullet points in the thing is watch AM win natty yep and that was one, one of my life sports. my my life goals if it happens once in my life i'm going there and that's just one of my life bucket list goals it's just, happening next year and we're going to it dude, we're gonna win a double natty we're winning the CFB, CFP, and we're winning the NCAA tournament. Calling it now. Well, uh, we're not in the NCAA tournament this year, which major so, rip. We took a huge L, dude. Committee hates us. Yep. And, I hate the uh, committee, actually. I also hate the committee, but this is going to devolve into a long conversation that we've already had, so we're going to go ahead and end the episode here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anyways, if you enjoyed this episode, I don't know. Let us know somehow. <laughs> And we'll do more of these episodes. Text us, call us. Yep. Send us a message on Instagram. Send us a message on Instagram. Uh, anyways, it's been Cohen. It's been Josh. And and thank you. Thank for you for listening, listening to, to Finding, Finding Seal. Seal. <laughs> that was the terrible story. Dude.